Hi, I'm Daniel Budai, and this is the Ecom Show, a podcast where you can learn more about the world of high-performing e-commerce players and marketers. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. Let's grow your e-commerce business together. Hey everyone, here is Danielle with another episode of our Ecom show and uh, today I'm here with Alex Johnson from uh, California and uh, he represents uh, Loud Crowd. Check out uh, their website loudcrowd.com and today we will talk about this company and UGC and why it's important in e-commerce, especially in Q4. So hey everyone and hey Alex, how are you today? I'm doing well, thanks for having me. Great. So let's start uh, not with UGC. Let's start with some personal background. So please tell us more. Uh, how did you end up where you are now? And, uh, you know, I'm just really curious if uh, in all in your life you want to, wanted to be a marketer, a business owner or, or, or not really? Uh, actually, I started in the, the sports world. I, when I got to college, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but uh, I was a big sports fan and, and uh, ended up becoming good friends with a, a marketing gra- a grad assistant um, for our sports uh, department, for athletic department, and uh, actually did sports marketing all through college, the game day promotions, music, um, all that good stuff. And then, uh, yeah, you know, was in the marketing world for a while before making the transition to sales and um, actually worked with our CEO and co-founder Gary at, um, in Austin, you know, for, mm-hmm. for Loud Crowd at a different company. And then after we both left, uh, years later, he got this. The, he got Loud Crowd started, and uh, you know, I was in the live events, you know, sports industry, and that kind of took a turn last year with the pandemic, and was actually able to make the transition and, and start working and helping uh, helping Loud Crowd out here. So it was kind of wow. kind of a, a, a transition all the way from marketing. Um, you know, through sales and, and, you know, into tech sales eventually, you know, from media and, and now so we're, we're helping brands and it's yeah. been a lot of fun. Where are you based at the moment? And you're so I'm based in, uh, I'm based in San Diego. Our company's based out, based out of Austin, Texas. Okay. And, uh, what, what kind of sports? I'm really curious. <laughs> uh, well, I love, you know, football and basketball probably the most, um, but yeah, we, we, I was working uh, in ticketing. So live, you know, li- uh, event ticketing for festivals, you know, sports, things like that. Um, and then working, you know, you know, alongside that, you know, sports sponsorships, event sponsorships, things along those lines. So kind of still in the brand space. Interesting. We just onboarded a client from the UK and they sell tickets, uh, you know, tickets to concerts, sports events, and uh, all of these uh, big events in the UK. And uh, personally, I know it's not the typical physical e-commerce, but the business model, I mean, the way how they sell the tickets is actually quite close to uh, e-commerce. So there is, you know, a lot of email flows that we set up and the logic is quite similar to uh, physical e-commerce. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about UGC, user-generated content, if anyone doesn't know the term. Um why is it important? Let's start there. Well, you know, it's mo- it's really important because about 90% of social media content comes from, you know, creators, comes from the customers of brand. So, you know, <laughs> about you know, the top 1% of a brand social advocates typically create between, you know, 15 and 20% 
of their content. So it's much more powerful. And, and we like to say, you know, when a customer posts about a brand, you know, that's gold for them, right? It's it's the most authentic and engaging content um, that's out there. Um, it's going to outperform anything that they can cure, like a brand can curate and post on their own, mostly because of, you know, you know, the, the social media platforms dating their content, right? You know, as they, you know, get more followers, they make it harder and harder to reach them because they're ultimately looking for them to pay to access those, yeah. those followers. And the same thing goes with influencer marketing. I mean, you know, as they get higher, like it's, it becomes less engaging content. It's, you know, not as authentic as it used to be. And so we just found that, you know, when it, you know, user generation, user generated content is just super important because it's, it's our customers sharing their love for us, um, you know, on social media and think of them as like a referral, uh, but, uh, but in the form of a post. Yeah. Is there any data on this, like how UGC is better or, you know, what's the difference between the efficiency of UGC versus, uh, content from the brands by themselves? Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of data out there. Um, most of the smart meet marketers are saying, you know, kind of that the 90% of people trust earned media and earned media now is friend, is referrals from friends and family. And that's coming through social media. They're also saying that if you incorporate user generation, user generated content in their ads, that they're typically seeing about four times higher click through rates, which drops their cost per click in half, which going back to what I said before, I mean, when Apple and Google changed their privacy, uh, um, you know, policy, you know, whether mobile or online or whatnot, you know, it's made targeting much more difficult for brands. Um, return on ad spend, you know, plummeted for certain brands. And if you're not one of the big players that has these massive budgets to keep throwing, you know, money in the digital ad space, it can be really hard for a, a D to C brand to, you know, make that, make that advertising a successful channel or a long-term solution. And so we're, we're finding that, you know, at Loudcrowd, what we're aiming to do is, is ultimately turn your customers into the, your best marketers um, because it is much, a much more long-term solution. Yeah. 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 What's your opinion on uh, influencer marketing? I mean, it's, pre it's pretty tough. So, you know, when we started Loudcrowd, we thought influencer marketing was kind of campy and it's an inelegant solution to a problem of getting more brand content. You know, we thought it made much more sense for a brand to get content from customers, you know, and so they've actually implied, you know, we have uh, um, our founders are from, you know, Trendkite and learned how they can measure branded content effectively and ultimately create these incentives for brands, you know, customers to create more content with influencer marketing. If you have the, if you have the budgets, I mean, it's, it's been effective in the past. We just have seen that it's losing its effective, its uh, effectiveness. You know, you can only follow so many people that you have no idea why they're famous or why they have these followings and seeing them push products at you yeah. all the time without the ability to one, I, I, you know, I talked to this about like my friends and when we talk to brands a lot, the reason why we think it's, it's more important for a brand brands to use their customers to get this like referral out about the brand is, you know, you can't reach out to an influencer and say, Hey, like, do you actually like this product or, you know, most of us just assume they're getting paid a ton of money to do so. If you see your friend post about a brand, you know, for example, I just recently joined a gym a couple months ago because of a friend was posting to social media often. And I was able to reach out to him and say, Hey, like, you know, out of all the gyms that we've tried, like, you know, why is it like, are you, do you really like this one? Obviously you posted about it. 
but like why? And we, you know, I got that feedback and I joined the gym. So, you know, that's yeah. more powerful than any kind of influencer marketing. Um, and I think if you asked a lot of brands, uh, would they prefer to, you know, pay a lot of money to get one post from, you know, somebody to that, that, that has never interacted with the brand that they had to send product to, or would you rather have a hundred customers post about you or a thousand customers post about you? Most are going to, most are going to say it'd be more valuable to get those customer posts. Yeah. 100%. It's funny because this week I'm going to change my gym as well. Uh, and because of a referral. So yeah, I have the same situation and, uh, especially for gyms, referrals are huge because, uh, you know, you can see the ads, you can see the influencers. There are many influencers in my current gym, but I don't care too much. Like, you know, there are some nice girls there and, and some yeah. muscle guys and, uh, okay, but the gym is actually not as good. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, and we found that it's, it's working across, you know, industries, markets, technology. Um, we really feel like, you know, the future of marketing is customer led, um, you know, and at LabCrowd, you know, we're trying to help brands ignite that audience. So when I think about it, it's not just, you know, a gym, but think about, you know, fitness apparel, cosmetics, you know, food, supplements, yeah. all of those are heavy referral basis right like you want reviews like you want to know uh you know do you know does is this right for me like did, did you know why did they like it well you know you're going to trust a friend or family member or somebody that you follow on social more than just an empty review and you know the reviews are great but if you don't know that person you know i i joke like when i look at amazon reviews sometimes can they really have thirty thousand? legit reviews for like soap like who, who's doing that so it makes me hard to believe that you know maybe they have got yeah. these you know networks in india posting all these reviews and saying verified you know i think what's really important is if you can get that review that the referral from a friend or family member and, and we're seeing that on especially on instagram and now tiktok and those are the two platforms we've really focused on is how do we incentivize customers posting more uh more content there mm -hmm. yeah yeah and Probably another th factor in these industries, uh, beauty and uh, fitness and fitness apparel, that, you know, when there is an influencer, for many people, they seem to be a bit distant. Like, you know, they, they seem to have a perfect body versus when there are many reviews and those are from average people and maybe the photo quality is even, you know, low quality, then just more relatable for many people. Um, that's the other thing. So, so yeah. yeah. And we even saw, I even heard recently from a, a wine brand that we work with that, you know, they spend thousands of dollars curating this content for them to post to social media and they'll have that. But then some, they said somebody will post a photo of a wine bottle on a table and it outperforms them. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> that, but it, it's because it came from, you know, a customer and it was authentic and, you know, for whatever reason, but that was just kind of a funny, a funny example of saying like, Hey, we can spend all this money trying to create content and then posting it and then paying these social media platforms to reach the people that already like us, or let's just, you know, give our customers the nudge they need to post more about us. Yeah. I, I also know funny stories, people paying thousands of dollars for one post or few stories. And yeah, I think that's crazy, especially if they uh, didn't test uh, anything before. So I think even if you want to start influencer marketing, start with uh, micro influencers and 
you know, just try more influencers and A-B test them. And once you have a proof that, okay, this person works, then you can scale it and spend more. But, you know, I know some big brands who spend uh, thousands or tens of thousands of dollars for one post and uh, like at the very first time and then uh, nothing happens. And yeah, it's just weird. It makes me think of like a Super Bowl post, right? You know, yeah. you and you notice who, who pays for for Super Bowl ads. You know, it's it's all the major brands, like the you know the billion dollar you know brands that are out there. Uh, it's not as many you know up and coming brands or or things like that because it's like hey, you're, you're like going for the home run, right? You know, and I think it can be more effective, and it's definitely a, a more like a, I say multiple times like long term solution, you know, to get more than just that one post that home run shot it's like getting consistency um, yeah. getting people con- getting you know people that love your brand already to constantly talk about you and that's actually something we focus in on the loud crowd so we actually you know through um, our apis and our technology we're actually able to see everybody who's posted about you and see their follower count their you know engagement rates how many times they've tagged you and then all of those posts and what's cool is you can actually segment. So if you want, like you just said, I, I think you're absolutely right. If you want to find micro or nano influencers, you know, you can do a quick segment of like, hey, who's, who has between 1,000 and 10,000 followers has, you know, at minimum a 2% engagement rate. And now we went from maybe, have, you know, the 2,700 people or 30,000 people that have tagged your brand previously. And now you've segmented that down to several hundred or a few thousand. Mm-hmm. And those are going to be great people that you could recruit into some sort of brand ambassador program, or in our case, we have automated, you know, growth programs where we, you know, set up rewards, discounts, site credit, free product, things like that to get those nano influencers posting, because these are people who are already fans of the brand. They've, they've not only purchased, but they've taken that extra step to tag you on social media. So that's, I think that's a clear differentiator too, because you can email everybody in your, you know, database who have, have, have bought from you. But that doesn't mean that they're all fans of your brand. You know, the ones yeah. that we can say, hey, they've at least taken that extra step to post about you. That's that's pretty powerful. And, and we can kind of consider them like super fans. Um, mm-hmm. So let's recruit yeah. those super fans. Let's give them a reason to keep posting and posting more content. Yeah. Let's talk more about the platform itself. So what's the approach here? And, uh, you know, I, I know other uh, loyalty apps, uh, software tools and uh there are many review tools as well, but what's the approach uh, at uh, Loud Crowd? Yeah, so I mentioned it before. I mean, we are a customer-led growth platform. We we are ultimately helping you measure and you know just we're helping you measure and scale user-generated content. So we're not looking. Our platform doesn't help you find new people that have never interacted with your brand, like an influencer mm-hmm. platform, and saying, "Hey, they have this follower type that fits your brand." So let's let's send them product and pay them to post about us. Ours is, Hey, you know, these are the people that have tagged you on Instagram and TikTok. You know, I I mentioned the segmentation piece and then we help create these unique um, ambassador programs. And they, we have two, really two types. We either have like an exclusive type ambassador program where we find those higher, like high value fans who have, you know, nice followings yeah. with hot, really engaging content or have just posted a lot of great content are just super fans. You know, we want to take care of them, invite them to an exclusive rewards program where they get really nice rewards. So high value site credit, free product, early access to, to, you know, product releases, um, 
content and even experiential things like uh, getting to have a Zoom call with the founder or, um, you know, tickets to an event or that they're, you know, part of. And so on that, that's the exclusive side. Or we create more like loyalty programs, like all customer, like non-exclusive rewards programs where we're inviting everybody who's a fan, no matter what their following is. And we offer them things like discounts, you know, lower value site credit, uh, things that incentivize more spending but also gives them that community vibe that, you know, Hey, they feel like they're part of the brand and they almost, you know, feel like nano influencers. Right. So we're basically yeah. turning all of your customers into influencers. We're just not paying them cash. And what we found is, and it's, it's not surprising, you know, we're people that are in these programs, they're getting rewarded. They're ultimately spending more with us. So the, the lifetime value of those customers goes up because we're ultimately changing the buyer cycle. The, the, form, the previous buyer cycle for a lot of brands has been, hey, somebody's bought a product. You don't hear from that person for months. And so you send them some kind of like, hey, 40% off or here's $30 site credit. Please come back to us. And it's almost like you're constantly trying to save the customer and like keep them in the fold. Whereas what we're, what we're aiming to do at LoudCrowd is, hey, buy product, you know, join one of these rewards programs, whether we invite you or it's all customers, get or, you know, post to social get rewarded, use those rewards to buy more product. Now you have more product to post to social and repeat. And so we're just continuing the cycle of, you know, as soon as you get your product, here's like, you know, a reason why to share about us. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's much more than just getting a discount and, uh, it's not as transactional with this tool. Right. And, uh, also it becomes more, uh, versatile. Like you do more things than before. Um, I and also, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's it's like it's you're getting something for that, right? So as I said before, you're just trying to save them. So yes, you got them to buy again, but in this case, you're getting them to continue to spend with you, but you're getting something in return, and that is that post, like that uh, that you know marketing yep. value. So we're we're measuring earned media value on every post and across a, a customer profile, so you can actually see how you know how influential they are to your brand. Um, but that's a, you know, and we use like you, you know, through integrations into your e-commerce, your email, like everything's, you know, that's, that's a big piece is these are all automated programs. Um, but it can be, you know, really not the, the idea is that you're, you're actually getting something in return for those posts versus just sending out, you know, blanket promo codes to anybody that can show up on those promo sites. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I totally agree. Uh, today I bought a cigar from the U S and I, got uh 20 off and i don't know i just didn't care like nowadays i'm just bulletproof to discounts like <laughs> i rather just pay and i don't know and that's i mean and that's one of those things where those are blanket promo codes that get out there to try to you know get new customers right what we say when we're talking when we're giving away discounts or site credit it is a reward we're thanking you for you know taking that extra step and posting about us. So it's kind of a different mentality. It's like, oh, well, I already like the brand. I want to, I'm eventually going to buy more. Oh, well, now I've got a reason to buy now because I've got this code um, or this site credit. And it's, and it's that thank you. It's, it's saying, hey, like you're part of the brand, right? And that part's yeah. uh, what I think is really unique compared to just blanketing, you know, your marketing with, with promo codes or discounts and things like that. Yeah. Do you have any data on this that uh, what offers work well? Uh, we discussed the discounts that they are kind of, I don't know, overused or generic. It's, it's a kind of lazy solution, I would say. Uh, but what offers work well um, on different audiences? 
Yeah. So what we do when we start working with a brand is, is we actually use a lot of data to figure out what type of rewards um, make the most sense. And so we can actually go through and see, you know, just how valuable, you know, through why by measuring earned media value, how valuable is one post for from a customer. And so we can get that and say, hey, is it worth $20? Is it worth, you know, 10, 50, you know, whatever it is, and then figure out great. Well, we've seen and then we set up tiers. So post one time, and maybe it is just a 25% off discount code. But then we set up these more content goals post three times, and now you're going to get $15 mm -hmm. site credit post yeah. 10 times in one month, you're going to get a free zoom call, or you're going to get this exclusive product, or it could even be just like, Hey, this is going to be $50, $100 site credit it really depends on the price point of the, the brand. But we've set yeah. up those tiers to automatically reward people when they get to them. But it's, it's based on data. It's saying, Hey, like, you know, if somebody posted five times about you, it's worth X. So, and then all you have to do is give away X. And so you're still getting that like return on investment. Um, you're getting that incredible marketing uh, assets out there and that like really high, like engaging high quality content. Um, but now you're also rewarding, you know, that customer. And what's great is most of these, whether it's discounts or site, cre site credit, it's still incentivizing them to spend more. So you're, you're not losing out if that makes sense. You're still, you know, you know like I said, it, it's increasing that lifetime value of that customer. While now you're hopefully getting that, you know, net new customer coming in based on the content that's been, uh, been out there. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about, uh, uh, the platforms and the tools. So what, uh, social media platforms can I use with a loud crowd where people can post? Yeah. So our, our main platform that we've seen be, you know, successful has been Instagram. Um, you know, Instagram has become the e-commerce social media platform, you know, brands, some brands, you know, I think it's, I think LMV, LMMV, whatever has, you know, or MVMT, they, they became, you know, a billion dollar brand, right. Just from, you know, Instagram ads and, and influencers and things like that. So we found that uh, Instagram has been kind of the bread and butter. Um, but we actually now offer uh, solutions around TikTok. We we noticed that TikTok is growing, and you know we're seeing brands jump on board, you know, a lot. And customers are doing a lot more on TikTok than than they had previously. So yeah, we we focus on those two platforms, and you know, we focus on you know putting the incentives in place to get them posting that content, and then making that content readily available for the brand to repurpose for marketing, whether it's for UGC or sharing to their you know on their social channels. Um, a lot of brands create things like fan Friday where that they're just reposting content from their, yeah. from their fans. And that's a really great reward. Just that, just the featuring their content on your, um, in your social media channels is an incredible reward that people love and they will post one, two, 10 times for, for things like that. Yeah. 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 It's really interesting that you mentioned that Instagram as the main platform and uh, TikTok. I talk to many e-commerce brands and, what we can see is that or the organic outreach of Instagram has been decreasing and and many of them, they uh, go to TikTok more and more. And, and I'm curious what you think, what can we expect in the next uh, few years? Will be a big change uh, or migration towards uh, TikTok from Instagram or, or Instagram will be still here and it's still strong? I believe it'll still be strong. I think, I think they're still two very different platforms. You know, they're both visual platforms, which is fantastic. Visual yeah. marketing is outperforms, you know, all, all other forms. Um, but, you know, TikTok is very more, you know, music based or uh, um, like live video fa uh, fa face versus Instagram, which is still 
a really great visual platform, but it's, it's a lot more static posts, you know, they're getting better with, you know, reels and, and things like that. But it's kind of hard. You know, we don't know a lot of the numbers that have come out of TikTok and whether they're true or not, as far as follower counts yeah, yeah. or, you know, uh, you know, amount of people on the users and what their demographics are. I think demographics play a big piece in it to it too. And, and that's why we're, we're not really utilizing, you know, Facebook, you know, that, that growth has dwindled over the years. Um, and it's more of a, a much older, you know, population yeah, yeah. and Twitter is not a visual platform, but yeah, I think, I think Instagram is going to be, is going to be fine when you still have billions of people on that platform. Um, and people going there every day and had not, oh, I mean, we just saw with the shutdown, you know, people without six hours of it, you know, we're going crazy and they, <laughs> they weren't just like, oh, thank God we have TikTok. It's like, no, they were still pretty upset, but that's where it was fantastic. And we have a lot of brands moving towards TikTok. Um, and excited that we have that that capabilities because from what we've seen, we we really haven't seen anything else out there, like any tech platforms or or agencies or things that are really other than yeah. influencer marketing on TikTok. We haven't really seen a lot yet, and so we're excited at the ability to be able to incentivize customers to post on that platform as well and, and get rewarded for it. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, the money is still uh, on Instagram, let's say, because the audience is older. It's more an established platform than TikTok. And TikTok is still, you know, the audience is younger there. I think it's becoming older and older. I can see people in their 30s, 40s doing TikTok for like two hours. They cannot uh, put down their phones. But still, I think there is more money on Instagram. Um, it's just easier to monetize. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, they've, and they've just done, a, they've had more time, but they've done more to make it easier, like having, you know, like an, an API that, you know, businesses can, can connect to and pull that data very easily. And, and being, able, I think they've done a great job of constantly updating their, you know, e-commerce capabilities, like being able to shop right there, being able to purchase right in there. And, and that, you know, is great for cut for brands. You know, if we're incentivizing yeah. brand uh, customers to post on Instagram, we want them to be able to immediately see, you know, what the product is that, you know, their friends like, and then be able to, you know, they, they tag the brand and then now that they can go right to that brand's Instagram page and whether it's their link tree or their shop, you know, get a purchase right there. And, and so I think that part's yeah. great. And I, and I know TikTok is, is working towards that. Um, but right now we think, you know, both platforms are great. We offer both, uh, you know, we're, we're going to see probably more success early on from, from Instagram, but, um, a lot of, we're seeing a lot of our brands start making the transition to adding, you know, TikTok as a, you know, you know, additional platforms where we're, when we're asking people for mm -hmm. posts, we're rewarding both for both Instagram and TikTok, you know, it's, it's either yeah. or. So if your goal is five posts in one month and you post three times Instagram and two times the TikTok, you still get that reward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, you already mentioned many offers and tactics, what uh, e-commerce businesses can do, but now Halloween is coming and then uh, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Christmas, all of these holidays. And is there any special uh, tactic or, or hacks that you would recommend to try? Um, well, there's a couple tips and tricks that people can do just in general, you know, and that is it's as simple as putting on your Instagram and, and TikTok saying like, hey, tag us, tag our handle to be featured and then actually feature people. You know, that like saying that you do, and then you don't ever see any customer posts that, you know, kind of loses its you know validity. People don't believe you that that trust is kind of there. So definitely, you know, keep and because hashtag data is great, but it's, you know, 
the social media platforms don't consider anybody to own those hashtags. It could be messy. Whereas if you own your handle, like, so if people are tagging your handle, yeah. they're going to, that's going to then take them to your page. So we found that that's really important. Um, even doing things, even keeping that same kind of mentality of, you know, tag us for a chance to be featured on order confirmation emails, pop-ups after, you know, confirmations, they'll have it on their, um, notification email that or text, whatever it is that when their product has been delivered. And so that's how ultimately we're getting people to sign up for these rewards programs is having that, you know, in the communication plans, they post about it that, you know, after, you know, you order, it says, Hey, don't forget to join our, you know, this all customer VIP program. Um, and then even, you know, we're even seeing brands put things in inserts, uh, with a QR code that will link to our land to the landing page that we've created for them to sign up. And so even if you're not, if you don't have a program like that, adding something very simple, like, Hey, don't forget to tag us for a chance to be featured. Um, and then you, you know, rewarding, you can obviously DM people automatically. It's just very one-to-one, -one, you know, rewards, but that's a great way to get a lot of good content out before the holidays um, and things like that. Yeah. I have uh, my favorite one as well that I can see on Instagram. So you just put out some, it can be even funny picture or a quote, motivational quote or whatever relates to the brand and uh, to the audience. And basically you just put into the caption that text someone who you know and she likes this joke or or person who can, uh, you know, who will love this motivational quote or whatever. And people tag their friends like crazy. And I think it's really amazing to get uh, organic growth for a brand. Um, I can see it more and more. Yeah, and that actually is a, a good point and something we bring up to a lot of our brands at times. Uh, when you think about doing contests or what you just said, which is great, um, if you say those contests that say, hey, like, like this post, tag three friends, you know, you know, whatever, whatever it be. What, yeah. what what you're all you're really doing is increasing the engagement, you know, and the, the impressions yeah. of that one post. So we, we, we challenge our brands to kind of flip that and say, Hey, instead of like, who cares about this post on our page? We want to see you like, Hey, post your favorite picture of, of, with, a, like with, of, of the product or whatever it is that the brand offers post with that. And then, you know, that's, that's the, the contest. Right. And then at least through our platform that yeah. you can kind of see all of these posts that are coming in, you could use a hashtag to track things like that for just the specific contest. But now instead of getting a really engaging individual post, you're hopefully getting hundreds of posts. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. and so you're not just tagging three friends who, you know, might see it for a hot second. Like I, I honestly, I'm not, you know, I, I don't think I ever really look at those very, very thoroughly or, or know uh, how it works. And especially if you think about older generations and things like that, they're probably not going to care. But if you, if you, if you saw somebody post, about the competition and you know why they're posting about it that's going to get people intrigued and then they're going to go to the website maybe see that post and try to do the same yeah and you would recommend the competition right because uh it's, it's because you know i can see companies they don't make it as a competition they just put this out and people can post uh, a product image or you know how they use the product but it sounds like you preferred a competition because you know people can get rewards and all of these things i think it depends i mean if, if a customer likes you they'll post without needing the reward um we've seen you know we've seen and heard from brands that comp competitions don't work that well at all for them or whatever yeah. it, it is um and i think it it also always comes down to that offer if it's not a you know very great offer then you know why they why why would net new people want to enter into that com competition right 
Um, so I think it just really comes down to, you know, who the brand is, but competitions can work really well as, as an extra incentive or an extra way to get, you know, some content. We, you know, a lot of our brands in between their like monthly ambassador programs, they will say, Hey, but we're also going to pick, you know, two winners for a hundred dollars site credit for anybody who gets to the second tier yeah. of posting. But it, so you're only giving away like, you know, one or two of those, but it's just, an, we're, we're ultimately just gamifying this entire process of getting yeah, yeah. user generated content and it's fun for the customers and they get rewarded and the brand doesn't have to give away that much to get really, you know, great content that's engaging. Um, and then be able to look at the data and say, Hey, these posts generated this many impressions at this type of engagement rate. It was ultimately this valuable based on that earned media. Let's, let's, you know, use that data to figure out which post should we repurpose because if it worked for them, it should work for us. Um, and that's what we're finding. Cause you can imagine a lot of brands, especially, you know, smaller ones, they, what we've, the feedback we've heard from them is they'll scroll through their Instagram and just be like, and then look at tagged posts and be like, Oh, that one's cool. But like, oh, it had some likes or whatever. And they'll use some third party app to download it. Um, so they have it and then, you know, add it to the community to repost it. And it's, it's a lot of work, but, and there's also not a lot of, uh, you know, data behind why they're doing it. And now they can say, hey, not only does this image or video look amazing, but, oh, it received 80,000 impressions at a 9% engagement rate. Well, we can't pay it. Like it would cost us thousands of dollars to get an influencer that has 90% engagement on their, <laughs> on their post yeah. to get there. Or we'd have to pay, you know, fit, you know, Instagram, TikTok to get that, you know, amount of people to see our own post. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Thank you, Alex. I think we, we uh, walked around this topic. So it was a really interesting uh, conversation. And uh, again, uh, Alex company is uh, loudcrowd.com we will put the link into the description and uh, everyone can check it out uh, we will add the LinkedIn profile of Alex as well into the description and uh, every week we come with a new episode in our podcast actually this week we will shoot three episodes so a lot of interesting things are coming uh, stay tuned and uh, thanks again Alex and everyone who listened to us yeah thanks for having us Daniel we appreciate it Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ecom Show podcast. If you want to learn more about e-commerce, retention marketing, check out our Facebook group called Top 3% E-commerce Email Marketing or check out our website, thebudaimedia.com. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. See you in our next episode and don't forget our goal. Grow your e-commerce business together.